Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chiefs fans, football fans, and podcast fans alike, welcome aboard. I'm Jordan Foote, and this is the Roughing the Kicker podcast, the Kansas City Chiefs podcast in association with Arrowhead Report. Um, as always, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Thanks for making us a part of it. And with that said, let's jump into today's show. We've got Connor Christofferson back for the Roughing the Mailbag segment. You can follow Connor on Twitter at Connor with an E underscore DKC. Connor, how's it going, man? Um, it's only been two days since we last talked, so um, I'm I'm doing about the same. <laughs> hey, dude, you never know. Weekend. It's closer yeah, to you, the weekend, so it's a bit better. Yeah, sometimes no news is good news um, in life, especially sure. in, <clears throat> you know, the COVID era of 2020 and 2021. The past two years have been insane. So um, that is, you know, not a complaint that it's the same old stuff. Sometimes it used to be like, right. oh, same old boring day or whatever. Now it's like same old boring day. I'm, I'm like grateful that, that that's the case. Uh, the one notable thing, I guess, was yesterday was apparently uh, Black Cat Appreciation Day. Um, so I appreciated my black cat named Knox. So that was the only thing. Nice. I, I don't know about Domino, my cat. He, I've tried to, like, figure out if he's, like, more black than white. But I just, his belly's white, his feet are white. But, like, most of his head is black and most of his body is black and then his tail is black so I, he's close to 50-50. I just don't know. Like, he's not perfectly down the middle. Otherwise, that'd be like a really weird-looking cat. Um, so he has more white patches around him. So I think he might be more white. So I can't um, call him a black cat. Just wait for a national Oreo day, and he'll have his day. Yeah, and we had a cat named Oreo. Um, he got hit by a car. Every single cat that I've had has gotten hit by a car. So... Um, that's just that's, uh, Domino's that's four years strong to go outside at all. No, Domino's always outside. Like he's um, lately, he's been outside more than in, but, um, he looks both ways before he crosses the street. Like he's a smart cat and he, um, is scared of any incoming traffic. So luckily I don't think we're going to have that I, problem honestly. with him. Yeah. M- most sensible people. Um, don't run out in the middle of the road when cars are coming, but I guess sure. that some cats just think that way. That or somebody's speeding, but um, I'm going to guess they cats are sometimes dumb, so who knows. Yeah, and they think they're cool, so they're like, well, maybe I can get across the street in time and then I splat. Have they, they can't. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I'll just use up one of these, and then all nine get taken out at, <laughs> at once. Nice little uh, morbid opener for this uh, Friday edition of RTK. Yes, happy Friday. We're talking about dead cats. And now we're going to talk about the Rough in the Mailbag segment. Um, We've got four really good questions. We got like eight, so we might have a four-pack already preloaded for next week. Um, This is my problem because we don't get any, and then I say, hey, guys, let's get some questions. Then we get bombarded with them, which is great. Then stuff happens and they get lost in the shuffle. So um, shout out to the MDLs for questions. We're just going to kick it off here with Kyle Henning. 
He asks, how many snaps will Noah Gray slash Jody Fortson get, respectively, with Patrick Mahomes and the Ones in this preseason game? Now, if he would have said in general, I think it's an interesting answer, but I think in terms of with the Ones um, and Mahomes, I just don't know. I think Gray might get a couple, like if they ran some 12 personnel or something, but I don't think Fortson gets a single rep um, with Patrick Mahomes. I think Gray had a few last week, didn't he? I mean, I believe Mahomes so. Was on the, Mahomes was on the field for like three snaps, but um, I think Gray was on the field for a couple of those. So he'll probably get more, I'm guessing, just because they probably want to get him integrated into the offense. And who knows? I don't even know. I know they like Jody Fortson. I just don't know, like, how much, I guess you could say. Everybody else loves him. But I don't know if the Chiefs love him enough to carry four tight ends, to play him with the starters. I don't know, to play him ahead of Blake Bell. I just don't know how much they love him and how well he can play the rest of the tight end position, like the blocking aspect and um, all the intangibles like that other than catching the ball. Apparently he's doing pretty well and he did well during the preseason, so that's a good sign for him. But as far as playing with the ones, it just depends on what the coaching staff really thinks of him and how they feel like he can fit into some of the uh, play calls. Yeah, absolutely. And just because he plays with the ones, that doesn't mean all of the ones are going to be out there. Some guys are going to shuffle in and out. Like I think the line could very well play longer than a Tyree kill or a Travis Kelsey or a, you know, a Patrick Mahomes, something like that. Um, So he could get some reps with just the ones in general, meaning the one offensive line. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I'd still expect, like you said, Noah Gray to get those reps. But um, it's it's going to be interesting because I think Noah Gray is going to definitely make the roster. I don't know about Jody Fortson. Like, I didn't think about this before asking, but Connor, if you had to put like a percentage chance on Jody Fortson making the roster, what would it be? I would probably say 55%. Mm. I'm going to go above 50 just because I can definitely see Andy Reid loving the idea of four tight ends, and especially because Jody Fortson and Noah Gray are almost wide receivers um, in the fact that they can line up outside really well and play there um, while also playing in line a bit if they're not matched up against like a freak defensive end. Um, and I just think... They'll take four. I think they'll take four. I'm leaning towards them taking Jody Fortson. I read the piece by Nate Taylor about Jody Fortson, how the Chiefs were um, in love with how he came back um, after the position change and he's playing well. He's been asking a ton of questions, absorbing a lot of things. And I just feel like if it's not this year, then it's never. So if they want Jody Fortson to actually be a part of the team, it's going to be this year. And I'm going to go the opposite. I Technically the opposite. I'm going to go 45%. So like you're just above the toss-up. I'm going to go just below the toss-up, I think. Um, if it were me, I would be cutting Blake Bell and I'd run with three tight ends um, and live that. with the results as blocking goes. But um, I think the Chiefs, there's just something in the back of my head. I think a, a good Fortson preseason game two would get me at 50 or above 50 um, but I just need to see more in-game stuff. He was quietly producing in the last game, and he's not so quietly produced in training camp. There's been a bunch of hype for him, so 
Um, I'd go, we're both around 50%. Like, neither one of us are certain either way that they're going to do it. So it's going to be interesting to watch. It's almost a coin toss, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost a coin toss. It's just hard to say just because the numbers are weird at that position. Because you would, people assume before, Jody Forsan has a great camp in preseason game. That was going to be Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, Blake Bell. Just because you assume the Chiefs like uh, the veteran in the position group to block and do all the things veterans know how to do. But we're seeing that the Chiefs might even start three rookies on the offensive line, so maybe they're just going like, hey, if the rookies can play or the young guys can play, we're just going to keep them over the veterans or at least start them over the veterans, and maybe that translates into cutting Blake Bell. The Chiefs would save a bit of money um, as far as the last time I looked at his contract was concerned. So it would be a way to recoup some money because I know Jody Fortson's contract is basically nothing. So I think cutting Blake Bell's in the cards, I wouldn't say, I would say Jody Fortson to the practice squad and or four tight ends is more likely to me. Um, But I also understand just cutting Blake Bell outright. Yep, definitely. And speaking of, you know, guys that are locks to make the roster. The Chiefs have some very highly paid players in Patrick Mahomes, Frank Clark, Terry Kill, Travis Kelsey, Tyron Matthew, um, Anthony Hitchens, Chris Jones, top seven. Um, so Wes Burns wants to know who is the most valuable or irreplaceable outside of that. Um, I'm going to let you answer first because I think you already know what my answer is and I'm interested to see what you have to say. It's weird. Um he he specifically worded this for sure like this because outside the seven um even like somebody like anthony hitchens really doesn't count you could say maybe even frank clark too but outside those seven it's down to um some players that either are first year on the team are just okay um i wouldn't say are irreplaceable because the chiefs have replaced a player at that position before easily somebody like Clyde edwards alaire um so interestingly enough i'm gonna go with the first year guy there's two guys i want to highlight um but the first one is a first year guy and it's uh, joe tooney now technically joe tooney if he west went by year uh this year's cap hits um joe tooney's Average per year is, of course, like top three on the team, I think. But this year it's eighth or I think ninth behind uh, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. But um, I would say Joe Tooney just because we know what he is. He's been a top 10 offensive lineman pretty much the last few years. And I think the Chiefs really need somebody like him on the offensive line. And he'll be invaluable this year to this group that, looks to have a bunch of young players starting on it. Even Orlando Brown, who people are penciling in as a proven commodity, is 24 years old, I believe. So um, if you're taking into account him and Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Lucas Niang, who are um, looking like they'll start week one, having somebody like Joe Tooney on the offensive line is invaluable. So I would say him. And the other one is a guy who I've sung the praises of many times before. But uh, Derek Nottie, I think, is invaluable to Steve Spagnuolo's scheme just because he asked Derek Nottie to do a lot of the dirty work, a lot of things that actually many nose tackles can't do, and Derek Nottie can. 
So if you thought the run defense was bad with with Derek Nani, imagine what it would be without him. Yeah, those are both fantastic picks, um, and those would have made my top three, like in any order, really. I'm going to just pick someone that you hadn't picked. Um, really, I thought of three guys immediately, and we're going to cover all three, so that's good stuff. Um, I'm going to go Legereus Sneed just because, man, I love Mike Hughes, what he did week one of the preseason. I love what DeAndre Baker did. I love what Rashad Fenton did. It was one week of the preseason, like less than a full game of them playing. Um, those guys, you know, if Legereus Sneed isn't in the picture, having the inside-outside versatility, you know, if he starts off the season hot, I could see him getting, now, I've said this before, and I'm surprised no one's clipped me yet, getting the Darrell Revis treatment. Not being Darrell Revis, but literally that type of thing where you have a dominant corner. Go ahead. I know you want to say it. You've heard, you heard it, everybody. Legereus Sneeze, the next Darrell Revis. Yes, but what I mean is, um, you know, the lockdown, quote-unquote, number one corner where he's dominant and you just stop throwing his way, you stop picking on him. Um, that could happen after six weeks or so, or teams could keep going after him and he could keep making plays. So I think either way, he is going to help the cornerback group a ton. He's going to help the secondary a ton because if he isn't there, Tyron Matthew probably spends some time in the slot. He has to cover up for other stuff a little bit. Um, you're really, you talk about an inexperienced, unproven group. You take Legereus Sneed out of there, who's still inexperienced, relatively unproven. It's bad. Like, we're worried about it now a little bit. It's really, really, really bad without him. Um, it's insane that after nine games or whatever, we're kind of, like, chilling on the Jerry Sneeper. Like, he's either going to be pretty solid or he's going to be great or he's going to sure. be, like, Hall of Fame worthy this season. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Um, so, if not Joe Tooney, if not Derek Nottie, I think that Legereus Sneed would probably be that third guy. <laughs> What's up, guys? Thanks again for listening to today's show and taking some time to welcome Roughing the Kicker into your speakers and headphones. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsored programs, and right after that, we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I get it for sure. Um, I just... I like Snead. I liked him when we drafted him. I liked his play last year. I'm just still hung up on the fact that he's just not played a lot. So yeah. everybody is throwing all these high expectations on him for a guy who's barely even played in the NFL. 
Um, if he played the entirety of last year and looked great doing it, I would be like, okay, yeah, I get it. But the injury basically cut his season in half. And his playoffs was, we don't really talk about it, but his playoffs was just okay. I mean, like, I wouldn't, I'm not comfortable with how he played in the playoffs being the chief CB1. Um, I think he can play better than that. He was a rookie in the playoffs against some of the best offenses, including Tom Brady. But it's not like he was a shutdown corner last year, and they're kind of relying on him on him to be that this year. So, and that kind of gets back to the fact to the well, um, it's kind of what I wrote in my article. Actually, it's just the the best case scenario is Legarius needs great, but I think people are ignoring the fact that the worst case scenario with him can be worse than you think because cornerback play in the NFL varies so much, even for the top guys year to year. Um, you don't really get there's only a couple Jalen Ramsey-esque players who are you know will be great. We saw Xavier Rhodes fall off a cliff. <laughs> and then he came back the next year and he played pretty well. So it's just like, it happens. We just don't know with these cornerbacks. So I I, I like LeJarrie I think he'd be third after the two I mentioned. I just, um, the range, there's not a range of expectations for him when I think there should be. And that's very, very fair. And it does hint at our next question, Noel backwards. Um, if if your name's Leon, dude, I can start calling you Leon, but I'm just going to keep going by your username. He wants to know updated predictions for strongest or weakest position groups on the roster. Now, we kind of hinted that cornerback is probably one of the you know weak sauce position groups on the Chiefs. Um, outside of that, man wide receiver as a whole i guess i mean there's not there's not a d end potentially like there really isn't a lot of weakness on this chiefs team i think strength wise left side of the offensive line or even offensive line as a whole is going to be a strength i'd say Um, inside yeah interior i think i'm gonna go out on a limb and say quarterback is probably a, a decent strength for the chiefs i think they're um, gonna be okay here's in one. that regard. Go ahead. Here's what I'm actually excited about: running back. I feel yeah. like will be a strength this year. I, I think th- the Chiefs, as long as Jarek McKinnon stays healthy, which that's been his uh, issue mm-hmm. his entire career, I think they actually have probably one of their most talented running back room since maybe, I mean, since Kareem, which was only a few years ago. But it would it will match that um, those running back rooms that the Chiefs had. With Kareem and Spencer Ware, I believe they were on the same yep. uh, in the same one. So uh, it'll match that. Just because I'm a big believer in Clyde this year, so I think running backs definitely up there for me. You know what I think could be the low key, like really strong position group. I think linebacker could pan end. out to be really oh, good. Okay. I think tight end could, but man, I think linebacker, linebacker. like Hitchens, White Anthony Hitchens is cool so far. It's cool. Um, Willie Gay Jr. Yeah, I like it. I like Willie Gay Jr. I like Nick Bolton. Um, I think, man, if you can keep uh, 56 off of the the field, I was trying to debate on what, yeah, I was trying to debate on what I wanted to say. Um, But the Dory But but Jordan, he's looked really good in training camp. Yeah, and he made some plays in preseason week one, which is also a cautionary tale. Never too high, never too low with preseason weeks one, two, three, or four because the Detroit Lions in 2008 went 4-0 in preseason and then they sure. went 0-16 in the regular season. So I thought you were um, gonna I thought you were gonna mention that Ben Neiman 
uh, was a a training camp slash preseason uh, warrior from a few years ago. Everybody was pumped yeah. about him coming out of. I think it was his rookie year. It might have been yeah. year two, but they were like, "Oh man, this guy is playing out in training camp and preseason." He's I was one be a stud. I was yeah. one of those people. And I then, bought, I drank uh, all the Kool Aid. Then no, uh, we got last year. Yeah, and he just he does look lighter. He does look a little bit faster, which will help him. But still, like I don't think light. I think he looks a bit more uh, aggressive. You could say. I well, actually no, think he's I, put on weight. You think so? Because I was out at training camp and he looked like not humong. Like not last year, he looked like overweight yes. or anything. But he just looked something. He looked like a linebacker. He's more ripped. He maybe might be more defined. Maybe he just like played maybe audio he's the tapes. Same size. Yeah, maybe he just played audio tapes of like RTK, like roasting him, like all the rants you had yeah. last year. He just had like a sure. montage set up and then just played it. And, You're welcome, Ben. And pumped iron. This is one of the best episodes we've had so far. I just wanted to say that mid recording. Oh well, I'm I'm glad that <laughs> it is, and I'm glad Ben can uh, use the chip on his shoulder that we provided him. <laughs> to improve going into this year yeah it's it's a thursday but it feels like a friday because we're recording the friday podcast everyone knows how that goes but anyway um let's get out of here with the last question dj wants to know surprise cut slash trade candidates now connor i know that we talked about byron pringle like a couple weeks ago i don't think that's gonna happen now but i'm just gonna list my two they're both at the same position I think Taco Charlton and even an Alex Okafor, who was just recently re-signed, would both be surprise cut candidates, but I think Taco would be the more likely of the two, and I say that because Tim Ward just makes stuff happen. Like, when that dude's on the field, I can't explain it. He doesn't have overwhelming athleticism. He's still raw. Um, He's had injury concerns. Tim Ward is a guy that you can try to protect on your practice squad, but if you didn't, another team would snatch him up really quick. Um, so I think if I had to pick one, I think I'd go Taco Charlton. I mean, we mentioned him earlier, but Blake Bell could be one. Um, yeah. Just trading into a team who had like a tight end injury for a veteran. Um, we talked about a squeeze at the safety position. So maybe a Armani Watts could be traded for like a conditional seventh in 2023 or something. Um, but if that would be a surprise trade, I guess you could say. I don't think it would be a surprise that they would cut him. Um, I don't know. Is it? Would it be a surprise if they cut Ben Neiman? <laughs> I, yes. No. Considering how much they be. seem to like it him, be. it would be a gigantic surprise. Yeah, I, I don't think they would. I was just thinking about positions. When you think about this, uh, this cut trade candidates, you think about the positions that are being squeezed, um, just for roster spots. So like tight end, like Bell. Safety, there's five if you include key, so Armani Watts. And so, I mean, like wide receiver would be another one. If they're going to carry four tight ends, they would might want to trade away a wide receiver. So who knows? Maybe they do trade away a Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson. Um, that requires Cornell Powell to be on the roster. I've just not heard a lot about him recently, so I'm curious how that will go. I I would say, you know what? I would kind of say maybe he could uh, surprise if you're talking about surprises, man, that would be. Remember, was it Kivari Russell who was a third Kivari round pick Russell. and then got like traded or cut or whatever? That would be sure. an equally 
surprising thing. And like, not that Cornell Powell would have the disagreements and stuff that Russell had, but regardless of draft position, like there's been hype about Cornell Powell. He almost caught a touchdown pass that was thrown partially. He might, who threw that? Was it Gordon that threw it? Might've thought he was throwing a Tyree kill. I thought it was Bouchelle. Yeah, it might've been him. It was one of those two. One of those two. Yeah, and if he was a little bit faster, he would have caught that one. But still, it's not like Cornell Powell is a slow receiver. But the case stands. That shows how quickly one play can change the narrative on a player in training camp. Like, if he catches that and runs it in for a touchdown, 95% of Chiefs Twitter is, like, appointing him the starting X by the end of the year, which I still think the skill set could profile as that. Now the opportunity isn't going to happen, I don't think. Um, but... I'd be very surprised right. if they cut Powell. But, but given the depth chart, you know, it's a numbers game. Yeah, you go Hill, Hardman, um, Robinson, Pringle. They Kemp's had a great training camp. Yep. And special Doris teams Fountain. The Doris Fountain. Um, My guy. So if you go Kemp in the four above that, that's five. And if they if you if everybody listening wants to carry Jody Fortson on the roster. They either want to cut Blake Bell, which I understand, but there's a reason to have a veteran, or there yeah. there's something might happen with the Cornell Pal. Um, unless the Chiefs cut, because if the Chiefs carry six wide receivers and four tight ends, they're cutting one of their offensive line depth pieces. Um, because at the other position groups, it's hard to see where they would get the numbers for. So it's kind of just the juggling that Brett Veach has to do. And honestly, it's probably preferable to the roster being shallow enough to where you just go, oh, well, all the guys I care about are going to make it easily. So so I guess it's preferable to that. But it will, I think um, Devin at least, or DJ, I don't know. I don't know which one he wants to go by considering he has DJ in parentheses. <laughs> but um, I think he's at least asking the right question in the fact that the Chiefs might have one this year. Um, I, I would guess, if I was guessing, which it's kind of hard to guess for a surprise, um, Blake Bell would be my guess. Yeah, life is a guessing game. Um, you never know what it's going to throw at you. Now, guys, you know what we're going to throw at you here on Ruffin' the Kicker. We're going to give you a fun mailbag. So that's going to do it for the show. Um, Connor, man, thanks for coming on. MVLs, thanks for tuning I have in. one thing. Uh-oh, Connor. I, this is why the one time I don't say, Connor, do you have anything uh, for us? Do you have something? I knew you were skipping over it. Um, this episode releases on Friday. There will be something in the Discord on Friday. This is your one warning. If you don't heed it, everybody in the Discord will get access to the one thing. Um, so I will just leave it at that. Yep. Enough said on that. Guys, join the Discord like getting that damn thing and join it um follow me on twitter at footnoted that's f-o-o-t-e-n-o-t-e-d follow connor on twitter at connor with an e underscore dkc um links to the content on airhead report the discord the youtube channel all that stuff check out my twitter pin tweet um pin link all that monday i'm going to be back with mark van sickle so guys join the discord follow the show um, we will recap the Chiefs' hopeful victory over the Arizona Cardinals by then. So um, have a great weekend. Join the freaking Discord, and I'll talk to you on Monday. 
The Roughing the Kicker Chiefs podcast is a Kansas City Chiefs podcast hosted and produced by Jordan Foote in association with ArrowheadReport.com and almost entirely LLC. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or by going to smarturl.it slash RTK show. For more Kansas City Chiefs coverage, go to Sports Illustrated's home for the Kansas City Chiefs, ArrowheadReport.com.